Hello and welcome to the very first edition of the Same Game Multi-Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, in studio today we've got the boys, we've got Chesa and we've got J-Rod, the Burt Man. We're going to talk all things uh, season 2021, we're going to preview all the teams, all the big signings, all the big losses, and we're going to have a look at who our top eight is, um, also our grand final winner and our Dally M. So stay with us, we're about to kick off. <coughs> hey lads, how are we? Pretty good. Marvellous. <laughs> Good to hear. Um, so this is it. We're fucking doing this. We spoke about it for a while. I'm denied, but we bit the bullet, got the fucking good gear, and so we're going to pro- be producing some fucking mint quality podcasts coming this season. So stay with us. Um, first off, what we're going to do, we're going to go through the teams and have a look at all their signings, uh, their best 17, and have a chat about how we think they're going to go this year and, and a few talking points along the way. So we'll kick off with the Storm, boys. What do you think about last year's premiers? How can you see their, ch- their chances this year? I think they'll be strong. Definitely be a top four side. Um, only with the inclusion of Harry Grant now being back in the in the first first seventeen. Um, depending on what Smith does, Cameron Smith, that is. Um, realistically, with his uh, influence throughout the season, I can't see him being any worse. Of a position than they were last year. Have you chess? Yeah, I'm pretty much the same as Jared. Uh, they're going to be super strong again. They're always hard to beat. Their defense isn't going to change much. It's, it's always solid when they have to defend their own lawn. Um, Ado Car, absolute weapon down that down that, that side. Very hard to stop with the ball. Very crafty. I, I can see them making the making the final. Whether they win it or not is another thing. But they're going to be up there. Yeah, very hard to go back to back. It'll be interesting to see. Cameron Smith, what's the great man going to do? And are you over the circus so far? I'm actually good to see. I'm actually glad to see that he isn't there anymore, uh, controlling referees and stuff. Good player. Like, very, very awesome awesome to watch, even though I don't really support Melbourne. Um, I could see him taking up a role as assistant coach, one of those sort of positions, and really being like a, like a behind-the-scenes team leader. Mm. Well, Bellamy's contract's up at the end of this year, I believe, so you know that might be something that he's angling for. Lots of talk about him possibly signing with the Titans. We'll we'll chat about that when we look at the Titans in a in a little bit. Um, but you know, I think he just needs to to let the world know at this stage. Might personally, I'm a bit over it. Um, I can't see him playing for Melbourne this year if they haven't sort of done anything and announced it yet. In saying that, I can't see him retiring either because. You know, he's probably arguably the best player that we've ever seen and there's been nothing for him, no retirement. You know, I know they did the carry-off thing down there in Melbourne last year, um, but I think it would be something a bit more grand if he was to retire, so... Would he play off the bench? No. No, you can't have a $1.2 million player playing off the bench, I don't think, personally, and I can't see him... Well, if he stays, Harry Grant comes off the bench. Yeah, and then what do you do with Brendan Smith? So that's the that's the other thing, you know. You got got three hookers there basically. Um, if he does stay, so you know, not a bad headache to have, but I just can't see them all all being there together. Taking take up a position for one of the forwards to be having a rest. Yeah, yeah that's that right. Position, yeah, so exactly yeah. right. Yeah, and especially now the way the games change to the six again a lot faster. With that speed, yeah. 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 Um, what about Harry Grant and Brendan Smith? If, is, let's just go that Cam Smith isn't there. Who do, who do you play at number nine? Harry Grant. Yeah. I think he's yeah. I uh, think, stand over them. I think Smith is 
he's adaptable. If you went to him and asked him, would he be willing to play lock, front row, second row, run water? <laughs> he's the sort of bloke. Yeah. He's, he's that honest and humble. He'll, uh, he'll do anything you ask. Yeah, and I think yeah, he's got a little bit bigger body than Harry Grant as well, so he can sort of play in the, in the forwards there well, as well. Well, he's proved himself in a, in a forwards position yep. in previous, previous starts. Yeah. Like a new version of uh, Chris Flannery from back in the day. Lock, centres. Bit of everything. Sort of, yeah, second row. That um, Harry Grant, though, fucking save origin last year. <laughs> Cunt. <laughs> It'd be hard to pass him up, like honestly. But he is only young, you know. You see a lot of these young fellas; they sort of have a breakout season, um, and then get the old second year syndrome. Hopefully, you know, I can't see that happening with him now that he's back in Melbourne in that system with the players around him. You know, you, you look through the Forge, Bromwich and Welch, Kafusi, uh, Kenny Bromwich, Dale Finucane, and like it's just a all star list of internationals and state of origin players so i think he's only going to flourish um in that position down there as well so um now just going through their signs they haven't signed many um harry grant's obviously come back we just spoke about him there's a few other lesser known names there uh but they've had a few losses so obviously probably tino's the big one um vinavalu he's also gone and and possibly cameron smith so there's not a lot of player movement there um, but you look at their roster, 1 through 17 or 1 through 20, if you want to add a couple off the bench that can't get a start, and they're fucking solid as always. Plenty of depth in Melbourne, um, and it's one of those sort of things too. It doesn't matter, it almost seems it doesn't matter who it is that goes to Melbourne, where they are, something about Bellamy and his uh, coaching staff, coaching ability, um, he'll turn nobodies into somebodies. Be good if they do get more than a run for one season. It doesn't matter on how the team goes at the end of the year result. If they do have a, a not-so-well season, they can't just cut him because it's his first year. I reckon that it's, it's wrong. It happens a fair bit. I can't see Melbourne doing that. Yeah. But it does happen to people. Happen to Flanagan. We'll talk yeah, about that exactly. too. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, all right. So all in all, we think they're going to go pretty much the same as last year. Uh, very strong across the park, so can't see much of a difference there. Um, move on to the runners-up from last year, Panthers. What do we see with the Penny Panthers, boys? Good side. I think that the two big things that are going to hurt them is the Mansour and Tamu movements, two two key players. Uh, Cleary's obviously going to be looking for some redemption from last year. Got a lot of skill, with a lot of heart that side too. My prediction is they're going to choke in the finals, but we'll see if that comes true in a few months' time. You know, just the outside backs, you look through there, uh, Dylan Edwards, he was safe as houses last year, not a... You know, Billy Slater-esque fullback or James Tedesco, but just safe under the high ball. Very strong too. He breaks a lot of tackles. You got the the obviously let Mansour go. They got the Charlie Staines come through. Uh, everyone remembers his debut last year, four tries out there at the wet. Um, but Crichton, uh, he is something else, honestly. Um, freak. His try scoring ability out there on the left edge with Billy Army. You know, Cleary and Jerome Luai are only going to be better for the the season that they played together last year. I think that grand final loss will haunt them, but will also spur them on. But yeah, as you mentioned, Ches, the, the loss of James Tamo and Josh Mansell, there's a lot of experience there that they've sort of lost. Um, and going through their roster, they don't have a great deal of forwards, you know, a lot of depth in the forwards. So if they get some injuries to some key players, um, James Fisher-Harris, Isaiah, yo, if he goes down or a few of them goes down, it might be interesting to see sort of how they 
they get through that period. Which is what happened a bit last year. And do you reckon that reflects on how the game's changed now with, with the six-again rule? Things speeding up, forwards getting a little bit tired, not having time to have a bit of a rest? Yeah, that, definitely. Is yeah, that why they're going down quick, do you reckon? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, you know, they're carrying around 110, 115 kilos. It's sort of going to wear you out with the speed of this game. And, but it, it's good in a way. It's brought the little man back into it, which has been good because for so many years they've kind of been um, out of the game. I suppose with these, you know, unlimited interchange or high amount of interchanges, and the the forwards are just, you know, and all the breaks that they get with the um, stoppages in the game, you know, I honestly think that yeah, it probably does contribute to a lot of the forwards going down. I think if if they were to lose a couple of forwards with the uh, with the depth of their juniors, um, they have a lot of depth in their junior grades, um, so there's plenty of depth to draw from if someone does go down. Um, this week they've released that uh, Nathan Cleary and um, Isaiah Yo will co-captain. Uh, finally, uh, Isaiah Yo's finally got some little bit of recognition for yep. what he's what he what he achieved last year, what he did by playing a little Origin. Um, I think this will be. You sort of ask, can Cleary continue stay at that same level he is? I think he'll go to another level. Um, this, I think, the loss last year will be the motivation for him. Um, he's the sort of bloke who will find second and third gear without any dramas. I think um, Blues, Australia selection potential, mate, I, I reckon this will push him even further. Yeah. He's a f-ing good player, honestly. And last year, I think, um, you know, a couple of years ago, he had Maloney there sort of guiding him, um, which was, I think, I think Gus bought him there for that um, particular role and it was the best thing that could have happened to him. I think he sort of... You know, it took a bit of pressure off him when he was still young. He's still only 23 or something, which is crazy to think what he's achieved. Um, he'll be the next Cameron Smith if he can stay healthy as far as 400 games. I, I just can't see, you know, the amount of games, not so much, you know, player-wise, but I think he'll play as many games as Cameron Smith. I can see him being a 400-gamer. Stay uh, away from TikTok and he'll... <laughs> <laughs> no blinding lights. Um, all right, boys, moving on. Uh, Rabdos, um, Latrell's back, hopefully fully fit. Be interesting to see. Um, it's good to see a bloke with his uh, skill, potential, etc., um, at a hundred percent. And he, like, so if the Rabbitohs will go good this year, um, I've actually we'll touch on it later. But I've actually tipped the Rabbitohs uh, inside my top four. I've also tipped them to be a little bit of a smoky for the to win the comp. Latrell Mitchell, if he can fire on all all cylinders um, with the with the likes of Gagai and and the and the forward um, from Cameron Murray who is the New South Wales-Australian lock um, and Big Burgess and, and them, those sort of fellas. If they can get him out of out of danger, I think uh, Latrell Mitchell combined with Reynolds and, and the likes of um, Cook at, at dummy half, um, I think that could be really dangerous through the middle. Yeah, you look through the roster, Latrell at one, Walker at six, Reynolds at seven, Cook at nine. Like They talk about a spine and, you know, you look... Across the the teams, it doesn't get much better than that. Absolutely, all Origin players. Centers and wings are so strong. Yeah, on side as well. It's just pretty much like the all round team yep. this year. Um, the only thing I got that might happen is when Latrell sort of goes missing during games. Has sometimes, a tendency to do that. Sometimes he gets a bit lazy. He looks to have a bit of a rest until he gets the white line fever happening. Yeah, when he can actually do something to be on telly, so to speak. That's like that's when he like you notice him actually start playing good. When he does play good, one of the best players ever. Yep. The same thing towards the end of the Roosters contract he had. Got a little bit lazy, 
during mm. games. But uh, when he's on, he's, he's, he's like Greg Inglis, like exactly the same sort of that freakishness, like being able to palm, palm big guys off, line breaks, really good, really good field vision. Yep. So you're gonna be, yeah. You're yeah, no, be, definitely. I think a lot of it depends the on him. Because they, beat for me they got rid of Corey Allen, they let him go to the Bulldogs. Um, now, obviously, had a breakout season last year. He played Origin in the, in the game three. Uh, I rate him, uh, really do. And I suppose they've got that backup if Latrell does go down with injury again. We've got Alex Johnson's there as well, you know, can obviously step in. Um, well, personally, I think Corey Allen's probably a better fullback than Johnson, um, but it's hard to keep the three of them on the book. So I can understand why they let him go. Um, he'll get to play first grade week in, week out over the Bulldogs. We'll touch on that a bit later on as well. Be interesting to see what happens with Luttrell's fitness, I think. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, what about Cookie and the six again? Do we think it's going to suit him a bit more this year? I think he struggled a bit at the start last year. Don't think his forwards were going forward for him as much. I know he copped a bit of criticism about it. Uh, but towards the back end of the season, I think Walker helped him as well. Walker was pushing that football forward and uh, you know, playing that up-tempo, fast-beat football. What do you see with him with the I six again? It'll definitely suit him. Um, last year he might have been a little ginger. Get himself a little bit of time, get around the rules, etc. Uh, he's definitely fit enough, definitely quick enough. Um, and he's definitely got the ability to read the game. Um, he may have sort of struggled a little bit towards um, towards the start of last last season. Um, towards the end of last year, he, he, he certainly freshened up a bit. Uh, but I think Cook is the is the number one nine in the game, um, and this I think will play into his hands. This will make him a better player. Raiders, what do we see with them guys? I think they've had their chance. Um, whether they'll actually make the grand final this year, next year, the year after. I, I don't think it's this year. Um, not not taking anything away from the side. Plenty of good players in there. Um, Nickel Clockstack, etc. Jack Whiten, um, Papali, for example. Big boy. Plenty of speed. Plenty of heart. Plenty of go forward. Looking at the list here, Harawir and Ara. He finally gets a start. Mm. Finally gets welcomed back. Has a crack. Now he's going DUI. Yeah, I was going to say. Had a bit of a... Um, uh, you know, um, off-season drama. I I think the loss of Bateman and Cottridge, I think that'll hurt them. I think it will. Um, they're not easily replaced. No. And I'm not 100% sure exactly what uh, the, the Raiders or the Canberra system, what their juniors are like or what they've got coming through the system. But I, I don't think I can see them. I don't, I don't think I've got them in my four this year. I'm pretty much the same as you. That the other year when they were in the final, they were just playing phenomenal football. Um, but the guys, like every player on that side, just went at it for like the whole eighty minutes, eighty plus minutes, whatever they had to play on the day. Are they just going to run Papali doing one-offs again, or like all the time, like they do? He can break lines, but all are they going to use that to an advantage? I think and people trying, will, trying people suck, start suck picking defenders it up. in. They do, don't they? People start picking it up, and then you'll get say your junior Paulos, your Sofa Solomonas. They'll start checking him, big man on big man, and try and break him down. Yeah. I think if they're going to use him, use him the same, but use him in less, if that makes sense. Don't go to it all the time. Mm. Um, because then that, that opens that chance for people to read. You remember when Jamal Idris, um, your Willie Masons, those bigger, taller men, um, people soon learned to chop them. Yeah. Yeah. Chop them low. Uh, they particularly didn't mm. quite have an offload. Which, When using Papali, try using him in... The one-offs, try use 
I think, less of it. People will only start to read it. Then you'll get your big man on big man, your junior Paulos, Sofa Solomonas. They'll check him. Um, they'll, they'll, they'll try and match defence uh, if it's too often. Um, as I said, Willie Mason, etc. when they were first in, no-one could tackle them. And they always had that offload. Eventually, people read them. Um, so I think if they're going to use him, maybe don't rely on him as much. Uh, you'll only burn him out. Um, but apart from that, I think, I'd, I, you know, Croker, he won't be back until round five, six, seven. Um, he has to be fully fit when he's fit. He's the sort of player I feel in the last three or four years hasn't got the recognition, maybe even his whole career, of exactly what he's done. He's, he's, his numbers are phenomenal. He's the best player never to play State of Origin, Absolutely. in my opinion, especially for New South Wales. Um, and I can't see him getting in there, unfortunately. And he's coming towards the end of his career. Um, but, yeah, I 100% agree. Um, disagree with you both in regards to where they're going to be. Um, I've got them high in the top four. And, um, yeah, we'll speak about it later, but possibly even taking out the premiership. Um, two years ago, I was at the game when they played the Roosters and they were a six again off winning that, I believe. Um, and last year, what they did last year without Hodson uh, was unbelievable. They were one game off getting into the grand final. Um, and to have him back in the side, um, I think they're only going to improve. So I've, I've actually, yeah, disagree with you slightly on that. Uh, and, yeah, Papali, you can't go past him. I agree with what you're saying there. They've got to use him a little bit different. I know yeah. last year he was actually coming off the bench a few times and, and that decision was his decision, apparently. He, he just wake up and feel that, you know, he might best off the bench. Uh, and credit to Ricky for, for listening to his players and how they're feeling and sort of not just having sticking to the one game plan. So... Um, but yeah, be interesting to see. I think they're I think they're still still up there. Whiten, Dalian Player of the Year last year. Um, you know he's strong. He's a good player. Can play. Reads the game well mm. too. I've noticed. Um, doesn't shy away from effort. Plenty of workload and <laughs> and he's he's he, he'll give one hundred and ten percent. What can you just ask, he'll do. Get that fucking ball to his foot so quickly. Yeah, I've never seen anyone be able to get the ball from his hands to his foot and kick. And, you know, so quickly he gets a lot of penalties there when he chases through, people dragging him down. Um, so, yeah, it'd be, be interesting to see how they go. Uh, all right, moving on, boys. Uh, the Roosters. Chez, you can take this one. Your team. All dressed up in the Roosters hat today. Yep. I was a little bit disappointed uh, with their loss. With uh, Flanagan, he's one of those players that should have been, should have still been there. What happened there? I, Something's going on. I Something's going on. Whether he's had an altercation with some of the big wigs at the Roosters, I don't know. And they've quietly said time to go somewhere else. Whether he's had something happened with another player, mm. I, I don't know. It was just, it was. I was as soon as I heard about it, I was just like, "Well, that's I, just fucked." I that's wonder if it was something to do with his dad. I wonder if his dad was getting like some coaching tips behind the scenes, and he was listening to that or bringing that into training. And obviously, Robertson didn't want that. I don't know. I just. It'd be hard when your dad is a coach or former coach uh, for him not to be giving you some advice. Yeah. Um, I have a feeling it was the plan from, from, from day, day dot. Um, I have a feeling they, it was a 12-month thing. He's either going to bloom or he's not. If he's not, he's going elsewhere. If he is, he's staying where he is. He's the leading point scorer. Yeah. Obviously, he kicks. I know he kicks, he kicks but... Defence... Yeah. Defence hurts, um, and the Roosters, are often they're very strong in defence. I feel he was maybe... Always in the top three, always. 
I'd, I'd say he'd be almost in the in the firing line. You know, if I was if I was the coach of a big big side, I'd be running big boys at him all day, burn him down, grind him. Something happened with Thurston, didn't they? Like, phenomenal yeah. player, yep. wasn't the best tackler. When it was crunch time for defence, he used to slide out to the wing. I, I, I don't know. I, I still reckon he should have been there for, for this year. Uh, very disappointed in that decision. What happens if Keary goes down again with another head knock? Where where the halves come from? They've got well, Sam Sam Walker and Lachlan Lamb. They'd be lucky to have 15 games between them. But if Keary goes down again, he'll be out for a long period of time. Yeah. Won't just be one or two games. I'll, you know, he's obviously had three or four incidents before. Um, we've seen with the way they've treated Cordner's health um, that they, they don't mess around with that. They put their players' safety ahead of the points, premiership points, which, you know, all credit to them. But I just worry if he goes down, where their creativity and where their experience in the halves are going to come from. I think For if us. he goes down mid-game, they, they slip Joey Manu in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then going forward, I, I, he's not a six. If he still, still had Orbison, if he was still there. Yeah, he, well, he fills in everywhere. Yeah. yeah. I sort of feel, regardless of, of who it is, there's less pressure. There's something about the Roosters' outfit. When you look at their forwards, for example, Takiyaho, Cordner when he's fit, um, Crichton, Victor Radley, etc. when they're all fit, people like Lindsay Collins. It's not like when you get so one of the bottom four sides that seem to be kicking from their half constantly. There's more pressure on your halves to perform. With a side like this that's got so much go, so much potential, there's less pressure on your halves because they are doing less from their own half, if that makes sense. How often do you see the Roosters... Back-to-back sets, are they kicking out in from inside their own 30 or their own 40? Yeah, true. And that that's, I think, Tedesco. You know, he gets that ball off a kick returner and puts him in good stead from the very you know, magic, from the get-go. Yeah. You know, he often breaks that first tackle. He's got those strong hips. He's a fucking big body. Tends to read the game well, too, from in yeah, front. Yeah, he's just all... Yeah, they do, yeah. Very good ball control with him, too. Like, you don't see him spilling, spilling up balls when he gets tackled and stuff. No. And you could see... there sort of... How would you describe it? If, if they're going to start doing something, he's always the guy that will start a playoff. Like, like he'll make those breaks, make that decision to dummy and then try and run to the sideline, open up gaps, put it back in. Yeah. does it all the time. Very much it's beautiful to watch. Key it's, it's good. Um, Cordner's health, what do we see there? I think they've done the right thing. Uh, I think he's done the right thing. Um, as I'd, I'd assume it'd be him and the club collectively. They'd make a yep. decision. I think it's the right thing. Um, he's got to put himself first. The club's got to put him first. You're um, a long time retired is a, is a phrase that they always yeah. say. He's got a long life ahead of him. He's only early 30s maybe. 28. 28, not 28. even 30. So he looks about 40. <laughs> he's fucking had a rough life. He's big chin <laughs> and he's five o'clock that seems to grow back every yeah, morning. He shaves at half time. Um, I think they've werewolf. done the right thing. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, does he just retire? I think does he, he need to play on? I think he'd play on. Um, if he can get himself in the right, right position, um, physically, mentally, etc., I think um, he's at least he's the sort of player who could probably play thirty fives. He just seems to be. He looks like he's as I said, he looks like he's forty, mm. but it's just his potential, um, you know. And and I, I do give it to him. There's probably not not too many players out there that run the line that he runs. Um, it's like you're driving a moped. Yeah. A 50cc moped down the M4, 110 zone, and you're only doing 50. <laughs> like it's that, that's the equivalent. He just seems to be that moped just running into traffic, yeah. and he just doesn't. He get takes it. a tough carries, always takes tough carries, and yeah. to, probably to his detriment. Yeah. You know, you saw there last year he took a tough carry, 
got hit on the head, got up, played the ball, knocked it on, which cost them, yep. you know, the game, basically. Um, he's, he's a bit too, you know, you can sometimes be too tough for your own good. You know, you look at what he's achieved. Grand finals, Australia, New South Wales captain. It's a long time retired. Yeah, it's, it's my concern for him. And realistically, in the game, if he was to retire now, um, obviously now that it's more aware, the head knock, the concussion, the you know, it's more aware than what it was probably thirty years ago. If he was to retire with a head knock thirty years ago, people would probably, you know, question, oh, question yeah, frown yeah. upon it, sort of thing. Yeah. You know, like, whereas I think he's done the right thing by putting his hand up and taking that step back. Yeah. However, if he was to put his hand up and say, enough's enough, I've got to put myself first, answer me what he hasn't done in the game. Yeah, Premierships, right. Australia, New South Wales, captain, winning captain, Australia, yep. winning captain. Back-to-back Premiers. Back-to-back Premiers, captain of back-to-back Premiers. Mm. Um, you know, he's, he'll probably go down in pound-for-pound pound, one of the biggest strikers we've, we've seen in the last 10 years. I think he'd be in the Roosters' greatest team ever oh, if definitely. you were to compile a list. Yeah. Right, you know. Um, all right. Uh, the Moving on. One the, Sorry. One coming back uh, is Nat Butcher. He'll be good to have back. Yeah, and Victor Radley as well. And I was about to say Victor Radley. Yeah. Those two I think guys they missed them last year. Underrated, and you can tell when they're not on the field. Yeah, I totally think they, they missed them. They went down within like a week of each other, two weeks of each two, other. I think it was two weeks. And that was, was bang, bang, just bang, fucked and them. Then, yeah. Honestly, that Victor Radley, tough. Fuck, he can tackle. Tackle. He's a tackling he, machine. He's a fucking modern day Trevor Gilmeister. You know, he can get in there. He's not the biggest frame, uh, but not afraid of anyone. So, And his technique helps him a lot too. Yep. Cuts the big men down. Mm. Um, all right, moving on uh, to the next one, which is Parramatta. Parra. And we'll let the Burt man go, saying this is his team. This is my team. Top four, I think. Um, I, don't think I don't think we win the comp. I, you know, how much I want to see us win the comp, I don't think we can. Um, Mike Acevo... I think, as I, as I said earlier, as I touched on, I think people are starting to read him um, and, and what he's doing. And, and, like, rather than just get your body in front, get your body to the... Like, you know, man up, two in a tackle, three in a tackle if you have to. I know that that sounds bad from a from a defensive point of view because then you've got to drag more players in. Mm. Um, that way that creates gap and fatigue, etc. because people are doing extras. Blake Ferguson last year was on a bit of a try-scoring drought. Yeah. However, I still think... Without scoring tries, what he was doing, carrying the ball up, was people were people were more worried about him not scoring tries. Yeah, Wonga Blake, who wouldn't wouldn't pass the ball, <laughs> otherwise he could have scored a few more. However, I feel his numbers, his stats from last year, without scoring tries, he's still probably he's still showing he's still got it. Yeah, with the ball, with so the, dangerous, with the isn't ball. he? He's so dangerous when he has the ball. The boys, tough. That that strong. wing, I think, is what hurt us. Um, the Wonga Blake Ferguson combination. I think whether there was a lack of communication or the boys just weren't gelling. You know, something wasn't clicking. However, I, I feel that's certainly something you can work on. Um, another one, Mitchell Moses. Every Parramatta halfback has got the same title. Are they as good as Sterling? Mm. Is this the next Sterling? Uh, Tim Smith, 40-something try assists in, his, in, in one season. And as soon as he did that, that question was asked, is this the next Thurlow? The next year went to shit. Wouldn't yep. get a show for fucking for Armadale. Um, but I think I think our forwards are, are really strong, um, as they were last year. Junior Paulo, Regan Campbell-Gillard, um, Madison Lane definitely offers an, an offload between the two of them. So also too does uh, Paulo. Um, Nathan Brown... What he brings 
just his fire and his presence is phenomenal. Um, and I think Reed Marnie from Dummy Half, really, really creative young player. Well, three, <coughs> three of those forwards, they played Origin last year. Absolutely. I, I feel um, maybe Junior Paulo in games, he might put his hand up as Papali did and say maybe one or two off the bench this year just to try and put a little bit more in the tank. A bit of an impact um, player. A bit of an intact, impact player. But apart from that, we have a, a really strong juniors uh, junior base, so we've always got plenty of depth coming up. For some reason, it seems to be manly that always seem to take the best of our uh, of our junior system. But um, we've got plenty of depth, so they've, um, they've sort of come a long way in the last sort of three to four years. If you look at where they played last year and their style of football to a few years before that, it's chalk and cheese. Uh, I heard a good saying that Parramatta don't need Moses; they need Jesus. <laughs> but then. <laughs> The last couple of years has actually proved that wrong. They're actually, they're, 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 it's actually a good side to sit down and watch now. Whereas Ken. before, Parramatta were playing like a weaker side of Tigers or something, I wouldn't want to sit there and watch the whole game. Yep. But now I do, because you don't know what's going to happen there. Just can he win you a premiership? Um, That's th- the big question. I can can, can, can if, he do it? I think he can. I think um, if, if we were to keep Moses and Brown, Brown's a big boy. Brown's six foot. He might not look it on TV, but he's a big boy. He's very creative, very fast, um, and doesn't shy away from bit some action. Bit of mongrel, bit of mongrel. He doesn't, he doesn't shy away. I think if the two of them can stay fit and we can hang on to the squad we've got now and maybe tweak a few screws here and there, a couple of, you know, maybe that just... We, we might be just one player away, you know, I, I, and I feel it might be maybe a centre. I think we might be a centre away. Michael Jennings, still haven't heard what's going on with the um, mm. with his incident, but look, I think... Yeah, it's gone quiet. If we can keep the two of those fit, um, being Moses and Brown, I think we'll go a long way. Um, and I think Mitchell Moses has the potential to win comps. Okay. Um, all right, move along. Uh, Sharkies, what do we see the Shire boys this year? I can't see him in the eight. I was going to say towards the bottom. Um, <laughs> I think they're going to struggle. They've got some big personalities there, some of the old boys, and, and a young coach that seems to be what makes the headlines more so than the football. Um, you got the likes of Matty Moylan, um, Big David Fafita, you know, a few others in there. Wade Graham, exceptional player. But there seems to be a bit of conflict there with the coach. So it'd be interesting to see what happens there. There's talk now about the NRL maybe registering Shane Flanagan coaching gig earlier than his uh, suspension. And there's talk, you know, as soon as they do that, there'll be talk about him coming back. Why the Sharks would want him back with all the, you know, yeah. stuff that he brings with him, um, I don't know. But... That's, that's sort of one, one he's talking a, point. He's the sort of coach who's got a, a good resume, put it that Flanagan. way. Flanagan. Flanagan. Yeah. Um, oh, he's a premiership winning coach with the Sharks. If I was if I was Cronulla, I'd be having him back. Uh, realistically, only for the sake of there's not too many on the market. Uh, Rumours float about that Fitzgibbon's the next best thing. Rumours that I have heard is Melbourne. With no Craig Bellamy, they're going to go to him and say, look, we want you for 10 years. You might fail in your first five years, but you'll still be there for the next five years. We want to try and build. Who's that, Fitzgibbon? That's Craig Fitzgibbon. Okay. So he's currently there. But what I see the problem with the with Cronulla is the likes of Woods. Oh, it absolutely fucking baffles me why they've gone and signed Aiden Tolman. Mm, it's an ageing roster. And I've got that written roster. down there. It's an ageing roster. Look Especially when you've got good good players coming through. Mm. But then you, you sign him. I can't... I'd, if he was a para, honestly, I could. I wouldn't even see him. He'd be at Wentworthville. Yeah. I don't, it baffles me why they've why they paid for him 
Andrew Fafida, lazy. Yeah, he is. I don't think you get enough money for value out of out of a couple of their players. Honestly, Wade Graham, I feel sorry for people like him and Brendan Nakora and, and players like that who go out there week in, week out and have a red hot crack and you've got these fucking Graham, isn't he? Is Yeah, you've got these people pushing trolleys around in the in the centre of Central Park, woods, etc. Yeah, yeah, and look through the roster, you've got Matty Moylan, he's all but fucked. Uh, Josh Dugan, all but fucked. He gets fucking injured playing ping pong. Um, you got fucking Wade Graham again. You know he's been around a long time. You have a look at his games. He's played a lot of games. Still up there, like still a fucking state of origin Australia esque player. But aging, um, Aiden Tolman, as you said, they're bought in. Andrew Fafita, um, Chad Townsend. Like it's a, it's an aging roster. So I think they're really going to feel the pinch in a couple of years. Um, as far as you know, players they're going to have to go on a recruitment drive. Um, but the big thing I think for myself is Sean Johnson and his fitness. Obviously, he's done that Achilles last year. Um, coming back, they don't reckon he'll be back till around eight or ten, which is you know, halfway through the season, pretty much. What's his fitness going to be like? Is he going to be able to run? Is he still going to be able to do that that step that he used to do? Is he going to be a bit you know shy about doing that and have those thoughts of fucking well, obviously his Achilles again when he comes back? Surely. They, they've got the facilities and the staff and et cetera to know he is 100% right. The problem is, does he know he's 100% right? Yeah. Coming off an injury like that, generally legs and stuff like that, yeah. you know, Achilles, hamstrings, knees, ACLs, et cetera, yeah. it's that, more that trust factor. Um, right. I think the biggest question is, will he be able to trust himself? Yeah, yeah, and I think there'll probably be a bit of time, you know, a few rounds, it comes back, say if it comes back round 10, I don't think he'll be playing anywhere near his best until at least round 15. You know, taking five rounds to sort of kind of get back into it. So, is it too late by then? Could be, very, very well, could be. You know, you're two thirds of the way through the season. So, um, all right, the boys um, down in Newcastle, the Knights. What do we see when we look at the Knights, boys? It's just scraped in the eight last year. Can we see him doing it again this year? I see him as a side. Names on paper, they should finish higher than where they do. Uh, especially the last couple of years. Ponga, Pierce, Pierce. So with Mitchell Pierce, Saifidi, Clemmer, Tyson Frizzell Tyson now. Tyson a massive pickup for them. He is. Like, wow. Like, fucking great. How do you fucking let him go, honestly? Yeah. I, you know, Saifidi boys, etc. That's, yeah. on paper, that is a gun it is. roster. It is. It, it, there's a, just something there that doesn't they, I don't know whether click. Just, just have, yeah, that just haven't clicked well, yet. The football, I the new don't coach. I don't know whether they haven't quite found their structure with the way of like, players and everything. What's going to serve? I don't know. It's it's they're frustrating to watch. Mm. And it's very very frustrating to try and put money on them because um, they're just unreliable. Yeah. And then one week you think they oh, they've been playing shit, I'm not going to back them, and they came out and put on put on 40, 45 points. So it's yeah. yeah. Um, what about Pierce off season dramas again? You know, wet, out of the ordinary wedding years. called off. Yeah, no, he hasn't murdered anyone. Um, yeah, you know, and, and not as bad as what it was a few years ago. But there seems to be a bit of unrest there between teammates, Lachlan Fitzgibbon. Um, there's talk that has all been put to bed. But you know, Who's I, sp- bed? <laughs> <laughs> I suppose we'll wait and see. Um, Ponga's fitness, so he's out again until round four or six with that shoulder. Um, I think a lot's going to do Similar to Sean Johnson We just spoke about it A lot's going to sort of Depend on how he comes back And, and what role he plays In the team um, Who do they have Filling in for him? Um, that I don't know I, I can't tell you Off the top of my head Whether Edric Lee goes back there um, I honestly don't know Looking through that That roster I can't sort of see Any, any standout there So they like 
one Tex player. Hoy, maybe, maybe they get him in and, and play a bit of fullback. I think he did last year. Bradman Best, he's oh. certainly got potential. Well, I sort of imagine, feel ta- imagine tackling that cunt in high school. He's two years out of high school. Yeah, I, I, I feel <laughs> Bradman Best. I don't want to run the young bloke down, but I sort of feel from what his first year was, has he sort of gone from first gear, he's powering through, and he's gone, instead of going to second, he's gone, fuck it, I'm going to put it in fifth and just cruise. I've got a contract. Yeah, I, I, I sort of felt he was it was quiet last year compared to his first year. Yeah, possibly. I don't know. He was. I still wouldn't want to stand in front of him. Nah. He'd fucking get a try every day of the week if I was opposite. Just step aside. <laughs> fucking back him for six. Um, Tyson Frizzell, We touched on him before. What a pickup. Honestly, that that guy will go. If I was um, the coach, I'd be making him my captain. Yeah. Leads from the front, week in, week out. Plays busted. Uh, how often do you see him with a busted eye or a busted nose, and, and still goes out there and runs the ball hard? Yeah, it doesn't doesn't do the the real flashy things, but just tucks it under every Absolutely. run. Does the hard runs a bit like Boyd Cordner, you know, yep. just does those hard ball, runs in in week in week out. Line breaks. So it's just safe. Just the very safe. Is, isn't he? Very Holds rarely that ball, error. breaks lines, sets up little offloads. If you have if you have decent decent centers and stuff running next to him, Absolutely. it's just dangerous. There's, very good. All right, well, that's the eight from last year. Um, let's move on. We'll quickly touch through the, the rest of the um, eight from last year. Um, and the, the team that I'm really excited about this year to see what their potential might be is the Titans. I know, Jared, you don't agree as much as me, but I actually see them definitely top eight, potentially top four, um, if they can keep those big boys that they're signed fit. They may be a player or two away, um, but like I said, a lot of talk about Cam Smith possibly going there. Um, is he inspired by Tom Brady but, you know, in, in the Super Bowl? Could be. I heard a stat the other day that Tom Brady's won more Super Bowls than any team. On his <laughs> like, own. On his own, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. got that, you know, more Super Bowl rings than any team has. Yeah. Um, more Super Bowl appearances than 70% of the clubs put together. Yeah, it's just, just phenomenal. Um, I don't follow NFL that much, but, you know, does, does Cameron Smith, guy that's done everything in the game, we spoke about Cordner earlier about what he's done, obviously Cameron Smith succeeded that. Does he look at that as a challenge? Is they, that um, something that gets him up every Cinderella week? Cinderella story sort of thing, isn't it? Well, he's living up on the Gold Coast. They're oh, up in southeast Queensland. They, they've moved up there. Um, that's a bit weird in itself. So that's another reason why I can't see him back at Melbourne. Um, there's talk about him possibly signing mid-year. With the Titans uh, to do a bit of a dodge there to get him under the salary cap, um, but the NRL's apparently signed off on that. Said they're happy to to be paying him six hundred thousand for half a year. I just the uh, when I first heard it, I was like, no, nah, Cameron Smith should just be a one club player. You know that to me, he's done everything, four hundred games, all that jazz. But the more I think about it, the more I think it might be a challenge that he might want to take on. Just to prove, not only to, to anyone else, he's got nothing else to prove to anyone, but possibly to prove to himself. Well, how do you prove, like, how do you approach the Mitch Rain? How do you approach him and say, look, this is what's going to happen, you're going to play the first 12 rounds, then Cameron Smith's going to come in, so you'll either come off the bench or you'll be playing reserve grade. Mate, if I was Mitch Rain, I'd be jumping at that. And then you put... Well, Have an opportunity to learn from the fucking best ever. Put your hand... What happens if he goes an extra season? Which he can probably go another he season. Play, he can play another six seasons. So Mitch Rain just puts his hands in the air and go, fuck it, I'll go elsewhere. Yeah, then, but six months worth of um, you know tutelage under the best ever, you know, there's probably not a lot of people that are going to pass that up. And yeah, they might put him on the bench, um, you know, number 14 and sort of... With the idea of him sort of being the, their um, number nine going forward, 
I think that'd be invaluable to have six months under six months, eighteen months if he does play for another year. Um, I agree with with both sides there. Yeah, definitely you'd pick up so much like just by having him around you on your side, teaching your stuff. But then at the same time, you think you're going to be that person for that club, mm. and then for it to get taken away after you've been trying, yeah, finally get there, and it sort of gets taken away, so to speak. Yeah, you'd be a little bit dirty. You would be if it was anyone else other than Cam Smith. I think you'd be oh, very definitely. dirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the Cam Smith factor has a you know has a bit of a numbing effect on that, so it to speak. Um, I, th- I think they their coaching staff um, over the off season. Gordon Tallis, um, he's their forwards coach at the moment. Mm. Mal Meninga's up there as well. Yeah, I think the only reason why I can't see him in the eighties, I, I I think they need twelve months of chemistry. Yeah, get that. That's you know, fair. Twelve months of chemistry, then I can see him up there. I could be wrong. Um, I can't see in premiership contenders. However, as I said, they've got plenty of coaches around them with yeah. potential. Dallas, premiership winner. Meninga, premiership I winner. I can't see him winning this year, but I think I've picked him to come six, I think it is. Yeah, I've definitely got him in my eight. Um, you know, you look through Tino, Fafita, SASA. They've lost a the couple. They've lost Jai Arrow and Ryan James. But, you know, from what they've lost, they'd probably replace it with... Absolutely. ...with 150% better, personally. The only... Big loss there is Joy Arrow. I yep. feel um, he will be a huge benefit for the Rabbitohs. Um, big loss. However, as you said, they've got people to fill in, mm. filling big shoes, and big boys filling big big shoes. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, Warriors, gents, boys from across the Tasman. Can't see him doing too much. I just, I just don't know. Uh, two of us, Sheck's been caught. Well, uh, yeah, and now news of him leaving at the end of the season, going to rugby. How, how's that going to affect the, the team dynamic? Play like he should. Yeah, that's right. Is he yeah, he's going to come out and sort of play half ass, get his check yeah. off. I, I don't know. I just can't see him. They're a hard, very hard side to back the way they play. They just got this real free play to them. They don't have any sort of structure for most of the game. They just like to wing things, throw the ball around, which which makes them dangerous at times. At the same time, the own players don't even know what's sort of happening. Yeah, they end up losing ten meters because because no one knows it's fucking their turn to run to catch the ball, sort of thing. They they yeah. haven't lost many um, players. Looking through that, I've highlighted Adam Blair. He's about the only sort of big name. But the one person that I think they've lost big one is the coach Todd Payton. Todd yeah, Payton. he had him playing some good footy at the end of last year. Um, was offered the job, declined it. Obviously, you know he wanted to move back to Australia. He had some personal issues on his wife's side, uh, and landed obviously at the Cowboys. But you know, I think if he was there this year or, or, and they continue playing the style of footy that he had them playing, um, I think they could probably do a bit better than where I've probably got them now. Um, you know, and, and obviously COVID depends what happens with the, the pandemic and the lockouts and everything like that. They're going to be basing at Australia again. Hopefully they can get some home games, you know, if we get that travel bubble with New Zealand sort of sorted out and work out something where they can fly to the uh, – I know we haven't checked about this, do they fly to the – Ground and then fly straight back out or something like that. The the time difference probably hurts that a little bit. They're three hours ahead of us, two hours in daylight savings. Um, so that might be you know a bit of jet lag on the guys if they're flying back to Australia that night. Um, I don't know. It'd just be be good if they could get some home games, yeah. get some fans behind them. Um, you know they got a little supporter base down there at Gosford last year, which was good to see. Sort of became their their, their team down there. That'll only get bigger too. Yeah, um, yeah a I lot think of so. people show respect. A lot of people know the sacrifice and everything that they've made. I've got, I've got the Warriors just just scraping in, just in the eight. Um, I like their freestyle football, how they play. However, that does tend to hurt. A um, couple of good signings that I like. Um, Bailey Sirenen, 
I feel he's extremely underrated. Um, he's won Adam Fanua Blake last yeah, year. His big numbers. Pickup. I've seen photos of him pre-season, and he is probably 10, 15 kilos lighter. Mm. So he'll be faster, stronger, etc. I think he'll have more in the tank. Um, the only problem is, as you said, Ches, they tend it's a side because they play that freestyle football. They tend to there's a lot of errors. You'll probably find that they're not penalised much, but they turn the ball over yeah. a hell lose of a meters. lot. Lose meters, turn the ball over, then they, they're constantly on the back foot. Um, and I think, as you said, it's that freestyle football where people aren't, aren't aware of who's running this. Or there's that. Just because it is freestyle football, you probably have three or four people going, fuck yeah, give me the ball, I want to have a crack. Yeah. Then yeah. when you've got three people going for the ball and then three people go, oh shit, fuck, whose who's ball is it? And that probably comes back to your halves as well, you know, pretty young halves there. Um, Tavita and Nicarima. Um, but it'd be interesting to see what the coach Brownie, whether he's got them sort of playing a bit more structured footy. I think he, he has to. I, I feel if Brown doesn't perform, this is probably his last chance at an yeah, NRL gig. I agree. Um, and if Trent Barrett had his way, he probably would have chinned him in the, in the first attempt. But I, th- I feel he's he has to perform um, as as as. You don't want to put. You don't want to see too much pressure on someone too early, but I think there's uh, pressures on. All right, um, Tigers. What? Anything? Nothing? Just Gone? Not much at all. Skip over. Let's have a look um, and see if they've. I just, I just don't understand why it doesn't work from. No. When, when you when you look at it, like No Faluma, Brooks, etc. Leilua. I don't know if Brooks is the halfback to win them a premiership. I can't. Definitely not. You know, I just can't see him. Winning them a premiership, they've obviously uh, lost Benji or got rid of Benji now as well. Um, so he's got less experience there with him. Talking uh, about age players before too, James Roberts, mm. he's towards the back end of his career. Tamo, back end of his career. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I feel they've got the potential to be better, not necessarily yeah. win, but just to be better. Um, I'd hate to be a West Magpie supporter in in this day and age. You seem to be. Always the the odd one out, you know. Um, you're keeping their club afloat and they can't even play yeah. um, the Balmain side. But, you know, as I said, I, I think they've got the potential there to be better, not necessarily win the comp, make the eight, but they should be tens, twelves at least, up around there. They shouldn't be last where I think this year, I think they'll be battling for the spoon. Yeah, I can't see them coming ninth. That's what they usually come. I think they were 11th last year, so they miss out on that. But, yeah, I've got you the same 14th. 15th, I can't see him. The only positive I've really seen this side is Nofalumu. Origin this year, breakout. He, he had a great season last year. Hard to break into that Origin side, especially, especially on the wing. you got Addo Carr and Kotrick, I think they had last Kotrick, year. So yeah. it'd be interesting to see if he, you know, what he's like at the Bulldogs. So hard to break in, but, it, it, you know, I'd be picking him if, if there was an injury or something. He'd probably be the one I'd go to. Um, great player, great player. Um, Dragons. Anything. There's, uh, I've got the Dragons taking the spoon. Well, I'm, I'm just having a look here. They're paying, at the moment, $41 to win the comp, and that's pretty generous. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know. I just, just can't see that. I don't know what's happened there. McGuinness got rid of it. The, they let their best player go, and not only let him go, but let him go to Cronulla, their arch rival. I would not be surprised if that happens this year. It's, it's for next year, but I would not be surprised if that happens this year. Yeah. Um, I just don't know what Anthony Griffin's doing. Like he was the best player week in, week out last year, playing out of position for the team. Hundred and fifty percent effort. 
oh. phenomenal effort. Yeah. And I just can't, I don't know, I just can't see the value for money in their halves. You got Ben Hunt on, they reckon, 1.2, all credit to him. And Corey Norman, about six, seven, eight hundred. You know, that's two mil. And I do, they're just not getting the value. I think if, if, if things don't change at the club, they'll lose more players. Talk of two of us, Sheck retiring. I've heard talk of Matt Dufty taking his spot. He's potential. He's got to learn how to pass the ball. Lomax. Oh, um, great player. Lomax. Talk about origin players. Pereira. Vaughan. Needs more effort from Vaughan. I, these players, Tarek Sims, too many penalties, too many errors. Mm. Just play fucking football. Carry the ball hard. Yeah. And if there's an offload, there's an offload. Don't force an offload. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you talk about players leaving. Tyson Frizzell, the reason he left, wanted to win the premiership. Yeah. And, and you'll, you'll probably find from players, Fui Moyono, I'll have him at Parramatta any day of the week. Um, it'll only get to the point where players like that will then put their hand up and go, you know what, I, it's not going to happen here. Yeah, yeah, I can't. I honestly see them having the spoon. I just can't. And Could be wrong, but looking, I just can't see. Looking through their gains, Jack Bird yeah. is the only one you can highlight in there, and that's fucking being generous. That's only because no one else is there to highlight. Exactly, had to highlight someone, and yeah. they've lost a few. Looking at that sheet, Absolutely. there's a, there's a and, lot and of the highlights. And when you get losses. someone like Tristan Saylor. Throw their hands up and go, well, fuck he, it, I'm going elsewhere. Well, he had a bit of trouble in the off-season as well, so yeah. that might have been a reason. Jack DeBellin, obviously still out in the fucking wilderness. Um, I can't so see DeBellin playing football again. Yeah, How much well, I'd like to see him play football again, I can't see it happening. Um, all right. That's the same thing too, like one of those one of those merge clubs and there's just nothing there. Yeah. Um, Seagulls. No, Desi, what can Desi do this year? <laughs> Apart from blowing up, um, I'd <laughs> ripping doors off hinges. <laughs> I reckon they're going to go better than last year. I think a lot of it depends on the fitness of the number one, Tommy Turbo. Fitness in general, I think too. Yeah, um, that, yeah, Dylan Walker. He fucking broke down a couple of times last year. Um, Kieran Foran. Kieran Foran. What do we see there? I think if he can stay fit, he'll be like um, one that I always refer to as Parramatta '09 was Jeff Robson when we made the grand final. He, didn't, he wasn't the bloke that was on the back of the paper or the front page mm. of the paper every day. But what you ask for him is what you got. Yeah, I think he'll obviously he played and won the premiership he'll with just, Daly Cherry Evans. So I think he'll be, be there to compliment. He needs to be fit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of it hinges on Turbo. Um, we saw last year what the decline was like when he went off with that hamstring for the rest of the season. I think the best thing he did was not even attempt to play Origin to just give himself right. Uh, Fanua Blake, loss. Big loss. Big loss. Um, I can't see too many gains to cover his loss, especially when you have a look at his numbers from last year, particularly early in the season. First 10 rounds, he was probably one or number one and two uh, for the for the front row. Yeah. You know? He was the best, I think second best. Marty Tapao's got to step up now. You know, he's come there a few years ago now, a lot of hype, and for me, he just hasn't hasn't lived up to his potential. Apart you know, from his... Plays yeah, his game in the fucking weight room, I think. Like yeah, exactly right. His deadlift ability is the yeah. best thing I've seen him do in the last however long. Yeah. He seems to fire up, but does he fire up too much? Is he is he a liability, penalty, error? Yeah, got a lot of that in his game as well. All right, we're getting to the Deldrums now. Cowboys, any improvement in the Cowboys? No, New coach, Todd Payton, we spoke about the style of footy he's playing at the Warriors. I think it could be something, maybe you need another 12 months chemistry. Um Val Holmes, mm. obviously he's now had 12 months. His body, So his body shape would have changed phenomenally. Um, I think he should be... I, th- I think they'll go, they'll go all right. I'm not going to tip him top eight, no way. Um, I wouldn't even tip him in the top ten. But I think they've got the potential. When they're at home, they're strong. 
they're they're away, no luck, no good. Yeah. What about Morgan? Is he past his best? I know he had a few injuries last year. When he, he came back, and he came back good with a couple of strong games there towards the back end of the season. But without JT, it's, it's a different different sort of a game. With mm. isn't it? Like for, for the Cowboys, it's they just lack that. I don't know what's that word. The spark behind just Thurston. Like with, like with all yeah. of his skill, yeah. setting players up, directing them, getting them into the spots. The other Morgan's yeah. a bit hot and cold. He'll either win him a game or he just he just doesn't seem to do much. Yeah, I think he played a lot of the last year injured. Um, you know, he's obviously out for a bit there as well. Interesting to see. Um, still got big Tom Alou. Yeah, chuck him yeah. in, chuck him in the heart. Oh, he right. put him anywhere. <laughs> yeah. a bit, uh, going through the the losses there, they didn't get many games. But going through the losses, a big one for me was John Asiata. He kind of could step in there at that number six if someone did go down. He was a ball playing uh, lock or second rower. I think they're going to, you know, find that loss throughout the year at times where they sort of needed him there, and he's not going to be there this year, unfortunately. So well, you just mentioned with them with the home games, what's going to happen if they've got to play everything around here? Is it COVID? Yeah, I think they're going to struggle. They could struggle. The other thing too, they they've lost Gavin Cooper. Gavin Cooper's a workhorse. Without him, I think they they'll definitely struggle. Um, that with that cool, calm, older older head, I think they they will struggle without Gavin Cooper. When it comes to age, he's probably the sort of player that you probably in a squad like that where you know they're not going to win, you know they're not going to make the eight. If he was to have another twelve months, you'd probably say right, another twelve months. Even if he faded away to the bench. Or he's playing a bit of reserve grade. Have someone around there. Him, even if they're just training in that twenty-two man squad, just to have his bit of experience, experience, and and whatever else floating about. But big loss. I can't see him doing anything. No, no. me neither. Um, Bulldogs, new coach, new halfback. Yep, I don't think I few off season signings. What do we see? A lot better than last year's performance. The, uh, the second so last. Much, so they, they swapped for one for Flanagan. Different, different sort of a player. I reckon he's going to go well there. Yeah, well, there's talk about trying to get Matt Burton there too this year. They've got him signed for next year from Penrith. Um, Penrith are holding firm, saying they're not going to let him go. But, you know, anything can happen in the NRL. If they can get him across, and they're one to two years away from from anything major. Uh, They were second last last year. I've probably got them maybe 10th or 12th. Yeah, I think they're going to come last. They won't make the eight for me. Should have they finished 10th or 12th this year? Well, last season just gone? (sighs) It's hard. Yeah, you know, whenever you sack a coach, whenever they've got a sack coach mid-season, which they did with Dean Pay, you know, I don't think you can expect too much from any side. You know, it happened with the um, Dragons as well. You know, it, it's a bit of a cop-out. They've, they've bought well, and obviously next season, looking ahead, they've got Addo Carr going there as well. They're, up, they're outside back, and if they can get Burton there this year, and a bit of combination with Flanagan and that outside back, Kotrick, Hopawade's still there, and then with the inclusion of Addo Carr... I think they'll be pushing the top eight, but not for yeah. next year. Yeah. Next year. Uh, they'll definitely go better than this, the, the, this year than they did last year. Yeah. Uh, I haven't got them in the eight. No. But they, no. But they won't get the spoon. No, I think they've got a, they're lacking a few forwards as well, just looking through there. Um, all right, last and least, the Brizzy Broncos. Should have been better, I feel. Should so have they been can't better. go any worse this year. They can't go any <laughs> they worse, obviously. Well, they, can, um, they can go back to back. <laughs> back to back. I think they... I think Kev, Kev Walters going back. I was going to say, what's the Kevy effect going to bring? I think it'll be good because for some reason, from what I was reading in the in the paper, etc., it was an atmosphere at the club where there was no older generation were allowed. The old was, boys. Hence the reason why you've got Talis, is it the Titans, and, and that sort of stuff. They just had this mentality where they didn't want to be helped 
and you can the old saying you can walk a horse to water, but mm, can't make know, him drink. Exactly right. But I think they'll. I, I think they've got potential to to be a lot better. Yeah. I, I, I can't see them in the eight. Nah. But they've got to win. They should be. They should win games. You have a look. Payne Guy Junior, Payne Haas, etc. Corey Oates, even if he was playing in the second row, there's plenty of go forward. Mm. Just whether it whether it works, Katoni Stag. Yeah, out for mid season though. Yeah, that that's a big loss. Big loss, and as having the last game. As that I was said before, fucked. by the time he comes back, is it too late? Yeah, I think so. You got Milford out to around round two, so they're not going to start with their million dollar player. They got a young Deard, and I think they're at number seven. Um, he's going to have to steer the ship around for a bit uh, without Milford. But, yeah, I think the Stags was was so cruel last year. Last game of the season, nothing to play for, missed out on origin. Again, he's probably going to be similar to Sean Johnson, whether he's going to think if he's right or not. Hopefully ACL. With, with knees too, yeah, hopefully it's, it's, it's a part of the body that can be ongoing. Yeah, that's right. Do you, it once. You want to get twice. on top of it, and it's one of them sort of things. If you're due back round 10, you probably come back round 12 mm. if, if you can. Yeah, um, does the memory of last season haunt this young squad? They, you, you talk about, you know, when you win, when you're winning, you're winning, when you're losing, you you kind of lose as well. Well, you can look at it two ways: it can haunt them or motivate them. Mm. They can come back harder, yeah, if they want it. Or well, they can be say two two games down and go, oh fuck, here we exactly go again. Exactly yeah, right. exactly right. Yeah, if they lose two, three in a row, especially early on in the season, is it all just going to come flooding back to them? That'll come back to Walters. Yeah, where they can instill a bit of confidence in them. So with with Brisbane, like I said, with Newcastle team on paper, Newcastle for the top eight. Broncos, they should be higher than, but they won't make the top eight. They should be higher in the bottom eight than where they are. Names on paper. Yep. All right, that was the uh, preview of all the um, sides. Let's jump to our top eight predictions. Um, I'll kick us off. So number one, Storm. I've got them up there again. I, I. Sort of even without Cameron Smith, I, uh, we went through it at the top of the show. You know, I just can't see them being anywhere other than the one or two. So I've got them one, Panthers two, Canberra three. Uh, I've got the Chookies in there at four, South at five, Parramatta at six. I've got the Titans in at seven. I really think they're going to go really well. And I've got Newcastle just scraping in. Um, they probably just beat out the Warriors for me. Uh, what about you, Ches? I've got the same as you for mine. I went Melbourne again. That's going to be too strong. They're going to be... Uh, just that set players they have, a very strong defence. I can't see them getting below third position at all for the whole year. Pick the Chooks to come second, hopefully. That's more of a wishful thinking than a, <laughs> than a stat-based thing. <laughs> uh, Panthers to come third. I can't see them winning the comp. I can see them making the finals being strong, maybe getting close and possibly having a choke. That's, that's my prediction. I've got South to run fourth. But for them to win the final this year, I've, I've picked South to win everything. So they'll go in and, and beat Melbourne if things work out that way in the draw. So South to win the year. Paramount's going to have a strong year. I've got them for fifth. Titans for sixth. They're, they're going to be that, that dark horse side for me. They're going to hopefully win a lot of money off them this year. Canberra not to play as good, but still make the eight at seventh. And then Manly to come at the bottom. I just feel they can do a lot better than what they have done. Interesting. Um, Jay Rod. Souths. I've got minor premiers. Um, I think just through the off-season signings, etc., something about Wayne Bennett just brings the best out of everyone. Um, I think this... I. It's hard to say. I, you know, I think they'll go a long way. I think 
if they don't win it, they'll definitely be there. Um, two, I've got Melbourne. Um, and this could come down to, say, potentially a for and against sort of position. Um, then I've got Parra in third. I think we're strong. Um, I, I, don't, I can't see us winning the comp. We could be there. But, you know... It, it, like the boys have got to, there's those those things towards the end of the year they've got to, they've got to switch on and you know um, the Roosters have got four uh, plenty of good players as I, as we touched on earlier the uh, fitness of Cordner and, and leadership in that that's the only thing I I can fault there Penrith five they should go well um, sixth Canberra I th- I sort of think they're on the back back end side of the the sli- slippery slide but there. Manly. Um, as you said earlier, this they could fluctuate higher um, depending on the fitness of players. Warriors, I've got as a little dark horse, Smokey, just to sneak in. Um, I, I reckon that 8, 9, 10, 11 will be really close. Right. It yep. could come down to a... Um, to a for and against. against yep. Um, yep. South Sydney to win the comp. And I've got Clint Gutherson or Harry Grant, Dalliem. What about you, Chez? Who you got winning? South? Well, as well. I went South. I yep. uh, went Addo Car for Daily M. Addo Car off the wing. Daily M player of the year. Yep. Holy watch fuck. Watch through. <laughs> <laughs> i tell you what, if we had a cha-ching, cha-ching button, it'd be going off when you put that bet on at the end of the year. <laughs> um, for me, like I said earlier in the show, I got Canberra. Um, I just think with Hodson back in, uh, Papali playing out of his skin, I can just see them... Taking out the premiership this year, they were one away a couple of years ago and, and not far off last year without pro- arguably the best player. And for me, Deliam is Cleary. Missed out by a fucking bees dick last year to Whiten. Uh, I believe he should have won it last year and I think he's going to have a similar season uh, again this year. So, yeah, that's a wrap, gents. All done. Thanks, boys. Very first, fun. First one done. Um, for those of you out there who are listening, please make sure you subscribe and follow our podcast on... Um, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Um, tell your friends, tell your family, write a fucking sign in the sky. Do whatever you've got to do. Get the word out there. The Same Game Multi Podcast is the podcast to listen to in 2021. Thanks, guys. <laughs>